Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. In Ireland, we love a good story. And I'm lucky enough to be able to chat to people from all over the world to hear their story and to hear about their life in Dublin. In this podcast, we want to be able to learn from the stories of others so that people who have recently moved to Dublin can get the most out of their time here. Do you use, uh, are you a YouTube fan? Uh, yes, that's actually most of my off time is on YouTube. Okay. Fortunately, <laughs> for like any productivity or anything that I could do outside, like learning a better instrument or something like that. Yeah, I'm taking a whole lot of time. Do you not find though that YouTube is is something that in the past I used to enjoy because you discover like totally random new things. Yeah. But now it's so based on your the suggestions are are, are really based on whatever you tend like. So for example, mine is. It's got a lot of Liverpool football club stuff there, yeah. <laughs> but I, I might not necessarily always want to watch that. Yeah, no, I do understand. Although, like, I still this I still discover um, a lot of new stuff all the time. Uh, so I don't know if it's coming by the fact that I actually randomly click on a lot of stuff. Okay, because I just like to say, oh, that's like, what is this Korean guy is doing with like this wooden chair and then like click on that and like all of a sudden I'm, I'm in this like rabbit hole of like people fabricating stuff and like in South Korea and I do not understand anything what they're talking about but I'm just mesmerized by the image and all of that and so yeah no it's just I I presume that if yeah if you kind of follow blindly what the suggestion like the first one on the list on on, on your on your left if you like follow just the first one yeah you might like find just the same thing all over again but like if you scroll a little bit after yeah. all the far right stuff if you scroll a little <laughs> bit lower, then yeah you might find actually interesting stuff that are like just next to what you were that you are used to watch 
So yeah. you're still like you're still in your comfort zone of watching. Yeah. You're still there, but you are at the limit. You are at the moment where you can discover stuff and you might like it. So no, for that I like I do I do I I still do discover new stuff. So but, yeah, yeah, your sorry. your interests are related to Korean people making chairs or no, <laughs> nah. no, my interest is actually people doing stuff with their hand. I think yeah. that's how YouTube just spot me and say, ah, oh, this guy like to like go on three hours of looking at people doing work. Yeah, and I think that's how we just say, oh well, there's this guy and this guy that I can show you and stuff like that. But it's not really related to only like people doing wood stuff. It's sometimes it's people renovating stuff. Sometimes it's people actually building a house or building just a chair or building like I don't know something in paper or like that could be that. Mm. Uh, I'm less interested in entertainment, like new entertainment stuff that. Uh, that I like because for entertainment you need you need at least one of the people that you actually know the face because you that's what makes you laugh it like you know a little bit the the people that are presenting it yes and therefore you can laugh with them yes there's a little bit of that uh, yeah so uh, yeah basically what you're saying you're watching it for them as opposed to the the thing yeah, that they're doing exactly, or saying yeah. so uh, from what little I, I I know about you David so. First of all, I'll yeah. introduce you, and I, I thank you so much for being on the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Um, well, I, I know that you're an architect, yeah. and, and this maybe is related to the doing stuff with your hands. Yes, certainly, yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I have absolutely zero ability with my hands, like terrible. I, I'm the worst. What, what do you call it? Like a DIY, good with your hands person. Yeah. I just don't have any of the skills. I, don't, I also don't have the interest. So, you know, and like, let's just take the, the very like basic example of setting up Ikea furniture. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I, I hate it. Like, yeah. I, I just don't like it. I get stressed. Uh, I see it as a waste of time and I just want it to be done. Okay. Um, so. But do you like to cook, for example? Yes. Okay. Well, that's doing stuff with your hands, see? Well, is it? I mean, it is, it is. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. That's, that's, exactly that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, and plus you are building something following a receipt, which is basically like building an Ikea set is exactly the same. You got the whole ingredients and you are just following a receipt so, there. So now you've got me thinking about why, <laughs> why do I like cooking, but I hate. Do you follow the recipe when you're cooking? No, no, we're not. All, like, so I don't always... I obviously did when I was learning to cook because you have to. Yeah. But now I, I kind of freewheel a little bit. I I try to go with the gut, go with my instincts. Um, and I definitely would not go with my instincts on an IKEA product. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's yeah. what you need, actually. Yeah. But are you? Do you like to cook for others, or actually, are you cooking just for I, yourself? I, I like to cook for others. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. I think that's. So probably do you it. actually like to like if a friend like invites you to actually? Uh, build uh, with him or her like mm. his IKEA furniture. Would you like that? No. Okay. So no. Um, <laughs> I tried to find like yeah. a way in. No, no, definitely. My IKEA my sister a few years ago invited me to to build a desk for her daughter, my goddaughter. Okay. Um, and you know, I tried to be, you know, I tried to be like the man. I was like, yeah, I'll come in, I'll, I'll build this. <laughs> and it was one. Of, it was like um, a school desk with it has drawers. You know, the three drawers on yeah. the side. Yeah. Uh, they're tricky, man. They're yeah. tricky. Yeah, the drawers yeah. are tricky. Yeah, if you yeah. don't get them precise. But what happens with me is I get like flustered. 
Does that make sense? I get into yeah, no. I get so frustrated, and then often I like I get you know start sweating, and you know you're very I'm very aware of yeah. this little kind of mini breakdown that I'm having while putting together a piece yeah. of IKEA furniture, and I'll get it done, okay. but it'll take me way longer than I thought it would would yeah. have done, and I think that's I can't believe I'm. I'm Having this long no, conversation, no, 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 I'm going on tangent, so like I'm prone to that. But it's actually quite interesting, but because maybe just the fact that you are building that with expectation of yourself, say you're like I need to build that for someone, or like they are maybe expecting me to build it, like you know, very like if you just like you can build that in three days if you like if you need to take your time. Like there's nobody with like. Something yeah. like gonna judge you there. Expectations, the absolutely. There's no, there's no gun to your head or anything like that. No, nothing. No, there. but I mean, sorry. Well, no, I, I, you seem to be a patient person. Like uh, you played the bazooki yeah. and you write and you sing, and yeah. that requires a lot of time and effort to put into it. Like yeah. you have that ability. Well, especially when you were younger, you just don't learn instruments overnight like you would let's say theoretically build an ikea furniture overnight yeah. uh, you ha are able to put the time and the effort and the skill and the small finer details so that is part of your character no um i wouldn't i would not say i'm a patient guy actually i'm quite the opposite of that uh actually i've, I've got like huge concentration problem which means I, ca I cannot like concentrate on one thing for more than 15 minutes for example so learning an instrument can can actually be like difficult like that uh for me so i'm not i'm not really patient it just like i can like if i set up a time and i said like i from this time to this time i'm doing that and then going on something else it just like my brain say, oh, okay, well, if, if there is like a finished time, like if you say at that time, it's like, we're going to, whatever the state of the thing you're doing, we're going something else. We're doing, we're doing something else. Then my brain is like, oh, okay. I can, I can, I can try to concentrate like for 30 minutes. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm not really patient in sense of like, I cannot do two hours of the same thing. But I can do a little amount of the same thing for a long time, like each day, for example. I can like say, I'm going to learn this instrument 15 minutes each day for two years. That is not like, so this, mm. so I'm like I'm immediately answering to what you were asking in terms of like, I would not consider myself patient because I cannot sit around for too long. Mm. Because I, I, like without doing nothing, like I was very bad at school for that. Mm. You know, university, I was like, okay, that's finished. Can we go elsewhere? Can we talk about it? like there was a little bit of that. But I can do a little bit of thing for a long time, like the same thing over uh, and over. Would you actually day. do that? So would you say, I'm going to learn, uh, I don't know, the clarinet for 15 minutes for yeah. every day for the next two years? W would you have the discipline to do that? Well, that's what I did with Buzuki. Um, so I'm a guitarist player first, mm. okay? And so when I when I actually, my change of instrument is linked to me wanting to enter in session here in Ireland. Amazing. All right? And so, because there's a little bit of thing. Can I, can I just explain Sorry. quickly for anybody who's listening, to enter <laughs> yeah. into a session means to, to play music uh, generally and just yeah. in a pub, um, with some other people yeah uh, yeah which which is by the way something that does not exist in at least my region of france 
So, mm. which means I, I what region of France? Uh, so I'm from so I'm from the west coast. I'm from uh, well, my hometown is Les Sables d'Olonne, uh, but nobody knows that usually when I say that. So I am from the west coast, from between Brittany and Bordeaux. Okay, and there's a little town there. Yeah, and I did my old study in Nantes. Uh, uh-huh. So. For football fan, yeah, there's some team there and stuff. So sometimes they recognize not. Anyway, uh, but so when I came to Ireland, I wanted to actually play music in session. So so basically going in a pub and doing that. So and I had just my guitar and I, I already played. I knew how to play guitar on my own. Uh, and I played for 10 years uh, at that point. But in session, there's a little bit of an unspoken rule, which is guitarists have a little bit of a bad rep, mm. a little bit, which means, which I understand because guitar is the most commonly played instrument mm. uh, among a lot of level, all right? And yeah. very often you got people that are a little bit drunk uh, and usually male people that are a little bit drunk, and they say, oh, I can play, like, can I play with you? And they actually do not do not know how to play really with a session. Like yeah, they, they dominate not, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So guitarists, like, no, in some session, you, you might find people, if you bring a guitar, say, all right, like, can you actually play? Or they will maybe judge you and stuff like that. And as I was French, all right, which means as a non-Irish, you already got this step of like that you have to actually climb when yeah. you're going in a session, even more in a traditional session um, that play trad Irish uh, music. That I didn't want to actually add this step of like, I have to prove that I am a good guitarist to actually enter the session, like to at least not having this whole judgy thing of like people for like, 30 minutes will like inspect how I play and everything like that. They, they, I didn't want that. I'm not like, I'm far too shy for that. Uh, so what I did, I, I actually, there was another instrument that I wanted to play for a long time, which was buzuki. And that was incentive for me to actually shift to an, a, a buzuki or an instrument that way perceive a more traditional, even if buzuki is not really a traditional instrument was imported in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, but so and and so i i bought a buzuki and then it took me like a full a year like every day to actually play it even if i knew my music and my ear were already formed on the music and stuff but i had still to learn the finger it's a whole other world there okay uh, but i still do that I still did that. Sorry. What what would be the key, uh, the key difference to people who don't know what a bazooki is? They're, everyone knows what a guitar is: six yeah. strings. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between a bazooki and guitar? So, well, bazooki is more of the world of mandolin. Um, in terms of, so it's a it's a false it's an eight string instrument with four notes. Okay, which mean which mean you got you got you, each note are double on on so on I the fretboard yeah thank you i'm, uh. I'm searching the technical <laughs> so if you're gonna help me don't hesitate uh, but uh, and so but the tuning is the same as a as a violin wow, uh, okay. as a mandolin it just like it just um, the, the the lower um, sound the lower 
notes are yeah that's it octane that's the way that yeah. i was searching uh and um so so it's it's kind of different to guitar up to a point um even in the tuning um and i knew that and it was okay um and and then the the second difference is you cannot really do a strumming part with a mandolin with a mandolin with a with a buzuki it's very low okay the okay. sound is not projecting as much mm. right which means you can you can actually you can play very loudly if you like shred give it a buzuki, give it a good go yeah, yeah but don't please don't don't shred the buzuki it's yeah. a nice instrument so yeah. but uh you can actually uh but it's usually more used at least to do to do like to doubling the melody okay all right yeah uh, on the on the lower octave uh or to or to do light strumming like to okay. basically to feel to feel the soundscape in a in a session to say it like that would you say that it's an easier instrument to play than the guitar not no. at all not okay. at all for the reason that the the string the tension of the string is a little bit higher mm. i found okay that, that could be like very subjective there um and um in other and, words it makes your fingers more sore yeah exactly yeah, yeah. plus yeah because the string are uh, thinner uh, yeah. on the on the high note yeah um so there is that uh, and i i just i had an extra layer of difficulty on my side mm. because i already knew the tuning uh, of a mandolin which is the same thing i already tried mandolin before all right mm. and it was not my thing in terms of sound I, I and i had no no nothing against mandolin but this it's not the sound that i wanted to play all right um and I I didn't like the fingering. I didn't like actually the tuning. So and I wanted this this buzuki, this instrument to be my own. That was like a whole like path of me. Like I want to make this instrument my own. Uh, so what I actually did, I did a little bit of searching on. I'm I'm gonna go a little bit technical now. Uh, mm. On open tuning, mm. which is like and. And as it is like, as it is the same tuning that uh, violin, violin they call that the cross tuning, but it's the same principle. It's an open tuning, which means you actually tune your instrument on another way to actually have another sound. Yeah. All right. And I went on a little bit of a tangent, as I very often do, uh, <laughs> on like in 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 the world of folk music uh, in uh, Norway and 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 um, Denmark and. Mm. Nordic country, mm -hmm. if, I, if I can say, um, they very often got a tuning. They very often change their tuning when they want to tell a tales, for example, or they like they link their their tuning to actually the music that they are playing. All right, and so I I found this tuning, which was they call that the devil tuning so like the mm. name by itself i was like mm. i i kind of want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> because at least like if it's not good at least maybe the devil will appear in my kitchen <laughs> and that's gonna make a very nice story uh but no and and so it's a, it's basically it's an open hay tuning so but which mean and they use it to have a, a drone a very drony sound in a which mean your lower your lower uh, note will always ring whatever the melody you're doing. Yeah. All right. Which seems for me amazing for what I was trying to do, which is like having an instrument that I can play in session. And if I know at least the key, 
of the tune that they are playing, I know that it will not sound out of tune mm. because there will always be the the, the the roots notes will always be there. Yeah. And so it's always a case for me to trying to like ease my way in in a session, like, ease my way in with the people, like to not be too much out of place. Yeah. To 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 like not have this filter there. So just so I can we can go back a little bit. Um, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> you. Your your ambition was to come. Well, was it? Did you come to Ireland purely for the reason of of trying to play? No, 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 no. Uh, so I, I I came to Ireland mainly to find job. That was my yeah. like. That was I chose Ireland because I knew that there was this whole musical world. Yeah. So so but okay. And, so, and and when did you get into that? Like, I because you're obviously very deeply into the to the Irish music scene. Yeah. Um. You started. You told me you started playing the guitar ten years ago. Uh, when or... when I was fifteen, and I'm thirty. For okay, thirty All right. Exactly. All right. So uh, sixteen years ago, then. <laughs> um, good. You're very experienced, advanced guitar player. And um, when you were fifteen years old, were you into Irish music at that point? No, 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 not at all. Um, my mother used to like when. Well, uh, I was a huge fan of Beatles, which is for like. 15 years old uh, not really the best music to actually bring on a high school <laughs> <laughs> um and uh but i was a huge fan of the beatles uh, because i listened to whatever music my father was listening to Brilliant. and he was like huge fan of beatles and americana and stuff like that he has a, like a huge closet full of vinyl or like um disc the vinyl record yeah, yeah vinyl record so we like that was the thing that made me discover music in in general and I think there is like a, and I and my mother listened to like a French folk music, mm. all right, and protest song and French protest song. Yeah. So this whole thing like mixed match together, and so when I discovered Irish music, which came in university, I was like, that, that's perfect. There, those people are telling story with this English sound. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> For, no, that's okay. I'm not trying to insult. Like, <laughs> sorry about that. Don't throw me out of uh, but, Irish English. We'll yeah, but yeah. They, like there was at least for the music, there was part that I recognized because, of course, the Beatles and and not only I'm like stating the the major one, but like all the music that my father listened took from their own the the England folk music, mm. and because my father was a huge fan of Led Zeppelin, for example, there's yeah. like a lot of things like open tuning and open yeah. D tuning is there. And so when I discovered Irish music, I was like, okay, so actually the music, like the melodic music I like, and then those people are telling story that I relate to. Yeah. Because, because my family is, we, we are not very poor, but we are poor. Mm. And my mother is a, is a union representative. So that was like, the protest song was always something like telling the, story of the people like there was so yeah. there was something that i could relate immediately there and when you said you discovered was it that you were in a bar and you heard it somewhere like how did you discover irish music ah that's a good question i well as as all well i am so i am from the west coast all right uh, and we're not i'm not far from Brittany. okay so mm. i think that's how i discover it which is like i first discovered Brittany song 
and then I went, oh right, so this like this guy is is sitting like is like influenced by this other guy, which was like uh, Irish related, and then I yeah. went like you just listen to what other people advise to listen to you. Yeah. And then I just that's I think that's how I discovered it. But I'm not sure like I might have stumbled across it and like say, oh fuck that. I was always with YouTube like you stumbled about something. That's exactly how I think that happened. Brilliant. Um, and just just a quick question then on on that. Were you aware when you came to Ireland that there was going to be the um, judgment that you had to get over in terms of entering a session so like the the thing about being french and the thing about being a guitar player or was that something that you learned here and then when you learned of those um let's say obstacles um why and how did you decide to pursue that objective anyway so um oh okay so how can i answer this um I don't think I was fully aware that there will be unspoken rule there in session. I was aware there will be unspoken rule. Sorry, no, so I was not aware of the precise unspoken rule that there will be in session, but I was aware there will be unspoken rule because it's always the case when you got a community mm. that, that there is rules that are not set, right? Yeah. That you have to discover by yourself. And I'm so I was aware that I would find that, but I was not aware of what those will be. Yes. All right. So, and that's actually one of the things that I did, but I'm, I, th I think I'm a little bit crazy for doing that. It just, when I came in Bray and I wanted to enter in a session in Bray, I actually went there for three weeks straight, not just to look at them, to uh, trying to understand what was the dynamic there, and how like they interact with newcomer and like did I like the vibe? Like yes. that that was and, and but it's not the it's not something that I will do especially for entering a session in Aina. I did that with like in France when I was trying to enter an improv theater uh, group. That was exactly the same thing. Actually actually went there and see how they will react with newcomer and what what seems to be the rules that so I, but I was not really aware of all the rules that were directing session here. Mm. But I think that comes with just being a natural musician. Like if you have played any sort of music with other people for a prolonged period of time, if, if you enter um, any sort of music session, you need to be able to listen, first of all, to the music. Oh, yeah. You need to know what's going on who plays what, who's kind of the more dominant or who's the most respected musician out of the group. Yes. And so I think you're, you're well prepared coming into that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, 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 for my sins, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a Bowron player, but I have played the Bowron in the past. Yeah. And even the best, most technically gifted Bowron players, the best ones are the ones who just play the bass line. Yeah. And if you are a, a member of a session or anything like that they accept those who know how to play with the group yeah. so i mean but but, okay yeah yeah no that's that's actually that's very true but the other thing which is equally as important for me at least is like all oh, this group is reacting to newcomer whatever the level of that newcomer might be because that's and for me, that's very important. And that's as much telling as 
any other rules that might be, which is like, you have to be like, you have to listen. You, of course, like, because they, you have to be, there's some courtesy that you have to show there. Of course. And it's very important. But then for me, it's like, okay, but how do they react when actually there's someone that don't know how to play? Like, how do they react when uh, someone is bad? Do they kick him out in a very rude way? Or do they try to be as polite as they can? Or like, do they joked on it? Like, and for me, that is amazingly important. Because mm. that means that they're going to allow mistake. They might like allow you coming there and you, you don't know, maybe you, you, sometimes you're doing mistakes and all of that. And it's important when you are, especially when you don't know the language or like when you at least like, no, okay, they, even if I fucked it up, at least they, they, I'm not like out of the thing mm. straight away. And do you see that there's any sort of commonalities that have gone from one session to another session yeah. to another session? How do you think uh, those musicians react to? Yeah. Like, I've seen you play, you're not a bad musician. Uh, have you seen them react in uh, unpolite ways throughout or do you think they kind of know when a bad player is uh, about to enter or have you seen any sort of commonalities across well, different sessions? Well, it's a common thing, no, actually. Uh, but um, sometimes you know when somebody going to, like you, you can see it from Tyson Yield's way. Like you can see that okay, that guy actually is gonna come and just not gonna because he's too drunk. Like you can see when he's walking and you're like oh, that that guy is far too drunk to actually play. Mm. Uh, so that's happened. But you know, there's like there's no common ground of like um, you you don't really know before ends how you how the people are gonna react. You you don't really you can you don't really know until they play until like they are. In, Sorry, until they are in in session, yeah. Mm. Have you seen that kind of the same aspect, trying to check out if a person is okay in the outside of sessions, like in the uh, fitting into groups or moving into work or moving into the local areas in Ireland? Do you think that that is essentially an Irishism, or do you think it's different in other places? Okay, so that's actually that's very interesting because that's I'm gonna use that question to talk about something which is which is actually I find quite unique to actually uh, to Ireland mm. and something that I do not find at least in France, which is here in France you either a stranger or you're a friend. There's no, of course, there is always gray area. Okay. But there is no in between those two states. All right. Here, you are a stranger or part of the community or a friend. And you can stay in that community for 10 years and not being friend with the people around. And that's a thing that is amazingly hard to actually understand for me as a friend. But it's not the only, it's not, I discuss with like Italian and that's the same. Like they do not have the thing of like, all right, so I'm um, like, because you will think that going in a session each week with the same person after, that's what I thought, after like a couple of months, let's say, then you're friend with the people around. Mm. But actually, no, that's not, yeah, that's not how Irish seems to do friend. That's not how, how it will work. Where in France, that's exactly how it will work. Like if you want to make friend in France, 
you go for example to improv theater as i mentioned it before mm -hmm. and you will do like one or two nights with your improv theater each week and then after that you you, you might take a pint mm. and then you discuss of course you discuss politics because that's very french thing to do <laughs> um but then that's meaning actually you, you compare core value like when yeah. you, when we're doing that we not use politics to actually get mad at each other friends we use politics to compare the core value of each other and say all oh, right at least that person can be a friend mm, and then like, you, like weather here yeah exactly and then <laughs> this person is your friend basically like you will invite him for dinner and that's like basically it's a friend yeah yeah here you don't here it's very hard to actually make friends with irish because as a as a french or as a as a non-irish because you like you you don't know how to do that you're like okay so i'm part of the community like i did enter this session or i did enter this uh trap dance or whatever a community and you're like oh and it's been like two months and i'm like oh nice and then you you say to one guy that you see every week saying all oh, right uh, so i'm gonna do a dinner so do you want to come and the guy is like well like i, I cannot like this thing of like mm. okay so Okay, so we're not like really friends outside of that. But it's like we have the same share passion for one thing, but that doesn't mean we're like we actually engage with each other after that. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's very different. And it and I still cannot pinpoint and it's been like five years that I'm thinking about this thing, but I cannot really pinpoint what exactly is different, like where the limit there. It's still blurry for me, but yes, there is this thing, which is like you you are a part of a community, which is nice, but like it's, it might not go further than this. So how do That's you think you make friends then in Ireland? Well, that's interesting because I don't know. <laughs> no, I, because I, so I've got very few Irish friends. All right. I've got quite a good amount. I'm an introvert, so a good amount is like still few, but I've, I've got a good amount of friends, but most of them are not Irish. Mm. Um, I've got very few Irish friends and they are playing session with me and I am their friend because we've been playing for like two years. It's not straight, but like because the, the plague was in between. But <laughs> it was like two mm. years at the same session every week. So we actually, I got time to actually discuss a little bit of politics with them. I got time, and I'm not talking about national politics or anything like that. I'm talking about like even local thing or even like core value, like feminism, sexism, all of that, like that kind mm. of thing. So we had time to actually compare stuff and like, because, and that's, but that's took time. Like that yeah. took a, a large amount of time to, mm. to what I'm used to actually in France. And mm. even when I'm comparing it to like friends, um, like that I've got here that are non-Irish because like, so I'm dancing too. Mm -hmm. I try to invite Russ now for- well, You know, you know, it's going to take about five years yeah. before I go to one of those uh, things. That's, that's <laughs> right too now. Uh, but so, no, but, and like, so I'm, I'm part of this group called Bad Folk, Dublin. Um, and there you go there, you dance. So it's basically a session of dancing of traditional dance, but folk is traditional dance from France, Spain, Italy, um, a little bit of Germany, and uh, we got a little bit of Turkish dance. I'm going to stop there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and basically we go there, we, in the, it's in the cobblestone. If I can do a little bit of the placement, please come. It's on Sunday from four to seven. Anyway, and you go there, you dance, and then you got time to discuss, and then 
and then you after that you go on a pint and then you compare your life and then your friend or not mm. because that's happened that uh, you i've got one time a guy that i met at the session and then on the pint after he said to me you know i think i think poor people we should like we should educate them before they come in into the city and i was like okay that, <laughs> that guy is mad crazy yeah. and he's not my friend so yeah. <laughs> that was like and that's but this thing is what i find difficult with like irish people but i'm putting i i'm fully aware i'm putting a blanket of a, something that is far more nuanced that it is actually no but it's good to it's good to hear that perspective um i think making friends at any like point can be especially when you're when you're let's say in a new place and you have to start from scratch right it, it can be very difficult yeah um and like your your technique of making friends i think is a brilliant one where you you find something you're interested in and you get involved in it and um that passion that you have to that that you've done that is is amazing um i i do agree that for me what really creates a friendship i'm not saying i know how to make friends i'm not far from an expert at it but i just from uh, trying to analyze it is really i think experiences yeah because i have some lifelong friends yeah. that i'm friends with at the moment and really it was our school experience yeah. that has created that friendship um, and i sometimes ask myself you know would i uh, if i just met this guy now would i make friends with him and probably not because we don't have that shared yeah uh interest that you're speaking about the, or or the school or uh university or something that it's that my friends are people that i've shared an experience with okay and then we because of that experience we've become friends and not with all of them obviously that you said like there's a yeah. mad person that you met but then it sounds like when you've come through two years of playing, which is an experience, and you're starting to share that experience. I think I can imagine those, uh, and I could be totally wrong, but I can imagine those traditional Irish music groups. Um, I imagine there's some guys going to that for years and years and years, yeah. and they would see people come and go. Yeah, And I'd say some of them are a bit like, oh, I'm not going to make the effort because these people come and go all the yeah. time. Um, whereas I wonder if you got like those type of groups with which was like a new one with maybe younger yeah. people would they be more open to becoming friends yeah we, um we used to work in a place where because it's interesting because i've had the word click in my head where when you've been speaking a little bit because there in, in our old uh, workplace there like there was maybe sometimes not clicks but there was groups of the older employees there and the newer employees and it took a, a long time for them to amalgamate you yeah. know that kind of way yeah um and you know something like an improv group or a trad traditional irish music it's interesting that you go and your your method is to analyze i'm gonna say the click because yeah. that's what it is it's yeah. it's it's how can i become one of you yeah um, it's not it's not the type of thing that you walk in the door of the pub and they're like David welcome come and play whatever <laughs> instrument it's not like that it no. doesn't happen that way no. you have to make um you have to push your way in yeah and I really admire the fact that you essentially you pushed your way in and yeah. that was I imagine really challenging yeah so yeah there's two ways it's happened though I cannot I cannot 
I, I cannot take credit for entirely for entering there because yes, there is some session, uh, the session in Bray or or the in the Welshies in Dublin where actually I had to like push myself and say, all right, now I, I think I know kind of who the like who are the people there, so I'm just gonna try. Mm. I still like I'm not gonna like impose myself. I'm still gonna like ask politely mm. as everyone should do uh, if I can enter the session. But like okay for those yes, but actually many of the other sessions, the one in Greystone for example, or even the Cobblestone, the dancing group, it's someone that actually saw me somewhere else and say hey I saw you there. Hey, do you want to come? Do you want to come there to that place in Grayson? That's exactly what's happened. So I was Grayson is my very first session. All right. Um, I was at the moment I was trying to enter in the Bray session, uh, <laughs> but I was still in the thing like okay, I don't know how old session is working. So, yeah. like, but then I was working. I'm working as an architect for uh, for a guy in 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 Bray, very small office. We are like three, and. I said out loud, like I wanted to play music in session. And he said, well, I know someone, which is very often with Irish. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. someone uh, <laughs> that actually uh, play violin and she's French uh, and she's yeah. playing in a session in Greystone. Uh, do you want to meet her? I was like, yeah, of, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course I want to meet her. So I met this someone and she was like unbelievable talented and she is unbelievable talented. She's not playing as much as what I say was, but she is amazingly talented. And and she we chit chat a little bit. She's French, so of course we we talk about way. No, I'm joking. But we <laughs> we still like try to see if we had the same value on music. Uh, and then she say, of course, I'm I'm bringing you to to Greystone, of course. And so she brought me to Greystone, and then I met the people in Greystone, and I still had to like to sing a couple of tunes in French and like. At least they see that I was like not coming out of nowhere, even if I was a friend of a friend, but they still, and it's happened exactly the same thing for the dancing group. So I was playing at the Welsh's in Dublin city mm -hmm. and I very often sing in French in traditional um, uh, session. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, very often protest song and, <laughs> yeah. and a French was there uh, and um, she at the end of the session, she said, hey, do you know, do you know Mazurka? Which is actually a dance that I didn't know. But I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she was pretty. And uh, I, you know, like, know what's Gotta happening. do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course I know Mazurka. And she said to me, well, you should come. We're doing a, we're doing a, a, a dance on the key. You should come, like, it will be a pleasure. So I went there, there was a little bit of food. I stayed because there was a little, I didn't know how to dance. And then they made me learn how to dance and I loved it and I stayed. So yeah, it's even if I got this thing where, yeah, I do have this different mechanism and I did that with the dance because I didn't dance that day. Yeah. I looked at how they were doing the stuff. So I do have this defense mechanism of like, I prefer to be sure that those people will not hurt me there's the, because that's yeah. that's the root of the thing will not hurt me there yeah. when i when as a newcomer so i want still to be sure of that but but i still accept like it's still an easier way if you got a friend in the thing yeah or if you got someone that's holding your Can, hand you've got it and i think that's as you said uh, in ireland especially having someone a contact and in 
yeah. someone that you know, yeah. uh, air quotes, is always going to help you to get yeah. in. You see, like exactly. You yeah. you seem to like your your work. Obviously, as an architect, involves creativity. Yeah. Um, music obviously is a, a dance. It's yeah. a creative act, art. Um, but I'm interested to know within all of that, what, what makes you happy? Um. Well, making things for my friend, basically. Like that's the main. That's why. That's why I'm writing first. That's why I'm. That's why I'm cooking. For example, I do not uh. cook for myself, but I do. Each weekend, I'm doing pastry for the dancing group. Brilliant. Because, like, and that, like, doing stuff for my friend, even if it's like, oh, bringing to a session, like presenting someone to a session, like that. I know this guy is talented because he's my friend, and I know him. And then, like, pushing my friend going to circle session, for example. That's mm that form i i that's my joy like i do not really take joy as putting myself on the spot say the guy that said yes to a podcast where there will be his photo and his name but, <laughs> uh, no but i i that's not that's not really my joy there my joy is actually to like yeah to see a friend having fun that mm. is incredible that is yeah that's exactly that's what pushing me like i will come back to a session where i'm like okay yeah if i do this song or if i like play this way i know this guy that i actually like to listen to gonna be amazingly pleased and i like this mm. i actually want to a lot more of that and so that's exactly why i'm doing stuff yeah that's that's brilliant i think i i love that aspect of life too and, and essentially what, what i would say is kind of bringing people together and, and actually that's kind of maybe the root behind this podcast a little bit is is okay we're not exactly in a room full of uh, thousands of people it's three people sitting here lie. but it, we're, we're using we're, yeah <laughs> We're, we're just next to the beach and there's a pina, <laughs> there's a pina colada in, in the end. I don't know. We can lie. But, but we can reach people with a conversation with the ultimate aim of creating companionship and bringing people together. Or whether it's cooking for for your friends, yeah. essentially. that The food is what is what's bringing people together. Yeah. Um, and seeing that and experiencing that is, for me, one of the happiest aspects of life. And I think probably if I'm to look about why I enjoy that so much, um, it probably goes back to my childhood and, and family dinners yeah. being together and that sense of security and, and fun within that. Um, and I'm probably trying to create that yeah. as an adult within whatever yeah. community I am. Is it something similar for you? Do you think, are you, is it? Yes. Like, do you think the root of that is based around maybe family experiences, friend experiences from when you were younger? Oh, definitely in sense of like, my family we, we we are so my father is kind of like went to the west coast of france he's parisian but so his family were very limited but my mother is from my hometown so all the family that i know is from my mother's side mm. and they are still kind of like you going back to my grandmother she got like seven sisters and brothers and so it's like this kind of like at that moment traditional family so there is a family is an extended word in, yeah okay and so yes so when we were doing like big meal for easter for example yeah 
that means something that and that means more than just chit chat around the table that means actually preparing the food that means actually having a five hours meal that, mm -hmm. that you see that's mean a lot and then and then but, I, yeah because i'm fine. interested to know because yeah i understand i i can relate to that yeah. but why do you think that is why does that mean a lot well because that that because that's the only thing that's going to survive us basically that's that's the, the whole purpose of life is actually that that's the only thing how can i say that yeah that's the only thing that's going to survive us like the the story we tell is the only thing that might echo a little bit further than us i'm mm. not saying like forever that's like that's not going to happen but a little bit further this story this weird story about my grand grandfather that i know of like this small echo is what is important at the end that's exactly what's going to survive and that's the meaning of life is there and so that's why i think it's important that's like we're just shouting in in the nothingness all the time and and that means nothing like they life is void of actually meaning but that's why it's extremely important and so that's and no i'm, I'm sounding like any motivational speaker i'm sorry about that guys but i'm uh, loving it <laughs> no like but that for that's at least for me that's why it's important it's because that the only thing that we can share together is that our story or, or the thing we we live through and it might it might actually echo in ourselves and in each other and it can go a little bit further than just herself mm. and that's you that's why it's important that i that's why i find it's important you mm. uh you write a lot of songs or the the main song that i've heard uh yeah i heard you sing a, a french worker song uh, and i also heard you sing a beautiful song about the essentially the rent crisis the yes. housing crisis in dublin at the yes. moment and it is is that why you you write them just to kind of bring in a sense of like justice to the world that what's going to be left uh while these moments are ephemeral like we have these songs that will remind us of moment in the past but if 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 it continues it will still be and there's always going to be housing crisis in the future and in the future and the future it'll never be fixed like it might be fixed for a while but then yeah. there will be one again is that kind of why you write songs is that they will last throughout time longer than your uh no, yourself that's, that's, <laughs> that's just the hope no that's not why i write it i write song i write song because i need to that's like the truth of that it's not like all right i woke up this morning with an idea and it's not like that it's just i don't know how to do nothing and i need to write it's a it's a need and then i share it with people but that's secondary thing mm. i i just need to write i've write song this one about the Oasis crisis for example which is it's quite a violent song uh mm -hmm. but i wrote it because i was like i didn't hear a song talking about it in dublin and i was like well 
uh, someone need to like yeah. so, like there was for me that was more that that was like yeah i i someone need to do that and if i'm waiting then like why why then i i'm not saying i, I did write the best song it's certainly not the best far from it but at least i did it like at least yeah. it's out there and someone might take the same subject and like do something bad, better than this but because because we need to talk, like we need that we need to talk about it like um radicate which is a part of the member of uh uh they used to be named lynch but it's lenkum now yeah uh, said that song is a shortcut to bourgeoisie which i like it's a shortcut in the brain of bourgeoisie mm. i'm paraphrasing that's not exactly mm -hmm. what you say but the meaning is there which means yeah it's exactly that it might be that precisely where a song especially if you actually write a catchy song and then all of a sudden you got somebody that is in the like is concerned by this song that might find it catchy and then like there's this irony there but it, yeah for me it's because it's important it exists somewhere that i've wrote it and and that's why i learn like that's why less protest song in, in in french because they they are used on the streets they are real purpose it's not just catchy song they actually they are like the song that i that you listen to that i actually sing in in the in the acapella session in larry gets stretch mm. uh, uh the song you will get fired at that point of time in if you sing it wow and and that's because that was this important yeah because this the fact this song exists means something for the bourgeoisie they knew and for the worker they knew so and that's and i'm not putting myself at this absolutely not at the same level of 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 this song of, of mm. like because definitely myself you can't sing it in the street nobody gonna <laughs> care but um but it's that's why I'm, like i'm sorry i went on a little bit of a rant but that's exactly why no I'm it's great, it's great to hear the opinion of like i mean i I had said to Mark prior to the recording of this that we don't want to get political. We don't want to get too hot takey from our point of view. Yeah. Like, because we're going to be on this the whole time. People don't need another uh, another podcast where the two, uh, the two hosts yeah. kind of rant about things. Yeah. But it is so important to hear, especially from the voice of those who've come into the country, mm -hmm. to hear what their opinions on the society of yeah. Ireland are like. Yeah. And, uh, it, like, you you've sent us uh, you've sent us the recording and hopefully yeah. we'll get it attached to the end of this podcast and if not we'll we'll get it up somehow but uh it's it is great to hear the voice of those who move into the country actually speaking about this because you know we're sick of talking about it and yeah. i'm sure you're sick of dealing with it yeah like. yeah yeah and again like I'm very political because of my job and because where I'm coming from. If you're an architect, if you're an architect and you do not define yourself as being political, you're not good at your job. Because being an architect is dealing with political power. And I'm not talking national power, but even local power. Red tape and Yeah, like all of that. So so you cannot be an architect and not being political. And I cannot be myself and not being political because I grew up in a very political family. Mm. I am very engaged, local. Uh, so, so yeah, like, but actually my father was very worried of me 
like talking in my song or talking publicly about political view and stuff like that. Because they're like, no, they might like kick you out of the country. Mm, he didn't want you to get in trouble. Yeah, like you should not do that. And I was like, yeah, but it's important, see, because it's a defining value there. There's like, and so, and I'm not talking about partisanship, which is something else. It's a, it's a, it's a subculture of, of politics. I'm just talking about core value, and it's that's why it's important. And it's quite interesting. I mean, your song has a juxtaposition between it is quite French as well. I mean, yeah. your accent is yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's it's not too subtle or anything yeah. like that. But it, it sounds quite French, but you're talking about an Irish topic. And like throughout history, Ireland and French relationships have uh, have always mattered with each yeah. other. You know, I mean, the Young Ireland Revolution, Young Irelanders Revolution, my hometown of Tubbercurry, we've tr- we turned the street names into yeah. uh, uh, Humbert and Wolfton. These are like yeah. Irish revolutionaries who joined with the French. It's yeah. like the French are kind of a bit of our allies when it comes to these political matters. And you received a very, very warm uh, reception after it. It was like quite, quite well received with laughter throughout in terms for the funny bits. And, you know, people were listening intensely. So it's, it's really important that people know that uh, uh, people want to listen to those kind of matters. So we normally finish the the podcast with two questions. Um, The first one being, one of your favorite spots in Dublin that could be a, a, a pub a park um, a bench whatever okay. it might be well my answer is very straight though um, <laughs> uh, my favorite spot of whole Dublin will be and I think it will be for a long time it will be the cobblestone that yeah. we actually nearly lost in in, yeah. in the last bit it was quite a fight and I, I would say the why of that is the cobblestone is the place where I found all the other session. And like, yes, I'm aware there's a session in the cobblestone all the time. Yeah. But there is, and there is a dancing session on the back, in the back room there. Hmm. But that's where actually, when you want to meet people and you, you want, as a musician, introduce yourself to people that play music there, that's the best place to do. Because then, the, if 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 the contact is going well, then you can then they really they all the player all the musician where they're gonna play wherever they're gonna play here at the cobblestone or elsewhere are meeting at the cobblestone at one point. So that will be a very good way to start a, a good place to start. And as a non-Irish, yeah, definitely the Balfour. And I'm just gonna say why, because the Balfour. In Dublin, at least, for non-Irish, is the place when you can find a lot of other non-Irish and discuss about your own experience. Because Brilliant. that's usually that's where, like, there's a, the Balfour is not a big community, but it's a community where all the other dancing group from Dublin are coming. So you you find the Foro community, which is the Brazilian dance, so the and which is really big. In, in Dublin, and it's well known in Europe. Like if you go wow. to Norway, they say, "Oh, you're from Dublin. Are you? Do you know the Foro? Yeah, yeah. And like oh, that's cool. this big. So, so you can meet those people that can say, "Oh, yeah, you like more energy." What's, what's the name of the Brazilian group? So it's Foro, 
follow oh. dance. Okay. All right. Uh, and you will find, like, if you want to do capoeira, you will find it there. If you want to do lee hop, which is like a jazz, uh, a more jazzy dance, you will find it there. Um, so that's why, like, the bal folk, it's it was, it is important for me because that's where, like, I can direct people to session. I can say you can come to that session or you can come to that session because bal folk we got like we got live music too. We got people like that's coming with their accordion, they're coming with their, their music. And so, and sometimes they're just no bad folk. They want to dance, but they're coming with their instrument because they got a, they got a couple of dancing tune that they want, they want to actually do for us. Like it just, it's a melting pot of thing. Brilliant. And how do you spell the bell folk? Uh, B-A-L-F-O-L-K. Dublin, uh, uh, and there's a Facebook page. Perfect. Uh, and that's, did you, did you say that that's at four to six? Four to seven each Sunday at the back room of the cobblestone. Okay, so if you want to, you can just turn up. You don't have to like. No, you don't. Have, book it's, or... it's it's on donation, uh, so it's free. That like you just coming. And if you don't like, there's a little bit of food. I prepare food. So if you <laughs> don't like to dance, you can still eat. Uh, and if you don't like the the feeling at all, it's fine because you are in the cobblestone. So literally, you're going to the next room, and you got like traditional Irish music and beer and all of that. So brilliant. That's why I like I like to present it that way because like like that. If you don't like it, that's that's it's fine. No problem. Like, yeah, it's that's, not a trap. I think that's it. A really cool. I've never heard of it before. Okay. Um, and I think for anybody listening, should definitely. It sounds like a brilliant way to meet people. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that you said that to us. Um, if you were chatting to someone who was thinking of moving to Dublin or maybe arrived last week. Yeah. Is there any one piece of advice you'd give them, um, apart from going to the cobblestone? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to read that. That you'd give them, anything that you think might help them? Yeah. Um, well, what I, yeah, I'd, what I will say to them is what I said to myself, which is like, always have a backup plan because it's going to fail, like plan to fail and then hope it's success. Because, yeah, like there's a height, like when you are in a stranger country, there's a high chance that whatever you're trying to do, fail. Mm. Okay, but at least like I've, I have a backup, I have something of a safety net of some kind. Because like, it might not work out the way you want it to work out. And it's still fine. You still might have a very a great story at the end. Mm. At least you got that. So do that and and, and make friends. <laughs> Sorry, but that's like because whatever failure is, you need and you might have a story, but you need to tell the story to somebody else. Yeah, and that's important. You need to create that sense of family. Yeah, like you had when as as a child, and, and exactly, again, yeah. and it's. I, I think even if you are living in your own home country. Um, as you grow or as an adult, you, you do have to create that sense of family for yourself anyway. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's brilliant advice. Uh, uh, how do you say, plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly that. And plus, you, you need someone to tell the story. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Um, I know that we're going to be lucky enough to to get to listen to one of your songs at the end of the at the podcast. Can you tell us, first of all, a little bit about the song, the name of the song, um, how you wrote it, why you wrote it, um, and um, maybe where we can listen to some other music that you yeah. have too. 
so in the order uh, so the the name of the the name of the song is the witch and i that's one of the first song that i wrote in english mm-hmm. um and it's about so i i wrote it when i uh, when i came to bray and i worked in rosgray before coming to bray uh-huh. all right and i worked um in next uh, rosgray is next to burr yeah all right and in Bird, there is still um, a woman that was uh, ostracized, all right? Mm. Because she, 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 she was a little bit different. Okay. Okay. And, um, and I met her and she was lovely. We discussed for two hours and she tell me about her story and all of that. And, and she's not living in Bird anymore. So don't try to search her up. Uh, but and so I wanted to talk about that because there was this thing which is sometimes common in a close community, which is in in small town, there is very often a close community. And this woman was not from Ireland. Okay. Okay. And she was ostracized because of that. Mm. Because she was a little bit different. Okay. And I wanted to talk because it 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 speak to me, of course. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about that. Mm. So I talk about it, and that's why this song is talking about. Um, and I think that you know, I, I'm, I'm going to send this. Going to send. I was going to say, I'm happy to hear that, but I'm glad you're mentioning the fact that uh, of these stories, and people are talking about these stories because we've had. I can't remember how many podcasts we've done now. We've done around fifteen or something like that. Um, and and most of the time, people are, you know coming out from outside of Ireland, moving here and having, the, at least on this podcast, they'll talk about a po- positive experience. Um, and I realize that they're talking to two Irish guys. So I think sometimes people might be afraid to talk about the negative things. And there's always negative things. And and people will experience hardships here at times because you're not uh, Irish. Um, now, I think most of the time you will, we're friendly and all the rest of it. But that's yes, not, yeah. as you said earlier on in the conversation it's never black and white if there's always um some kind of gray there and like i have to be honest i have seen incidents of racism in ireland in my own uh, from my own experience it does exist here um i'm not pretending that it doesn't and it's great that we're talking about it and that you can write a song about it um so that we can just try and get over and get it, get rid of it, get out, get it out of our society. Exactly. Because if it's something that's swept under the, like, I don't want this podcast to be all like magic, positive Disney experience, because yeah. that's at the end of the day, it's, that's not the truth. There's, there's darkness everywhere. Yeah. Um, and um, just maybe speaking about it, whether it's in a song yeah. or whether it's with that support group that you, that yeah. make as you said plan for the worst it might happen yeah hope for the best yeah but as long as you have the ability to speak about it yeah um i think that's what's what it's important yeah so it's called a witch yeah yeah um I, it's cool I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out where can i find more of your, your so, music so i finally after after two years i finally open a, a youtube channel with Brilliant. my name yeah uh, and i begin to record stuff in my garden uh, <laughs> because I actually didn't want like to have a, like to have too much of a setup there, so I tried to keep it light, um, and so I began to to record probably in my garden the songs that I'm writing, mm. uh, and I'm 
gonna put that every four weeks more or less because if i'm putting it too quick then i will run out of song <laughs> so i try to keep it slowly but that's where you can find me on my name so david Dev d-a-p-h brilliant that, that will be fine for you find me. I, we're gonna check it out and and David, thanks a million for for doing this. It's thanks. it's it was a really great chat. We I actually said to Ross, he's going to be annoyed at me now. Where he's like, well, I'm going to do forty five minutes, and I I think we've done about uh, I actually don't know probably about an hour and ten minutes. So <laughs> it's Sorry, just and I feel like much. we could have talked more. There's a lot more stuff that I I'd be really interested to hear your opinion on. But you know what? If you're still here in Dublin in a year's time, maybe yeah. you can come back and and, yeah, and, and do do a round two. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just. Also, thanks for being a part of the community and organizing things like that dance group in in uh, in the cobblestone. Um, but that sort of stuff makes a, a huge difference to people, I'm sure, and makes people feel at home here to a certain extent, or as much as that that can yeah. be. Um, so, on my behalf and and people who I'm sure would like to thank you, I, I think that's that's really great and well done and i hope you keep doing stuff like that well thanks a million for inviting me there uh and i'm not the only one to organize uh the valfour guest i cannot take the whole credit there no but at least you make the pastries <laughs> um, for anybody who's listening thanks so much for tuning in um it would really make a big difference to, to us if you can share it with a friend or give it a like or um yeah, I think on Spotify you can subscribe as a follower, whatever it might be. Every little or give us a message on Instagram. It's a life in Dublin on Instagram. A few people have got in touch with us, and it's been really nice to hear the feedback. So don't be afraid to give us a shout. Um, yeah, until next time, Ross. Thanks everybody, and thanks David Delf, and I uh, hope you enjoy his song, The Witch. If you're going to Port Leash, I know a witch or so they say. Just follow the vine, a mansion you'll find, and a green doorway. She walk on candy papers, smell like vapors of soot and ash. She talk like a storm rumble. A word just tumbled to the floor, they crash. You must not go there, say the man on the streets. She will cast a bad man. But those who are unsnared are the one who mistreats and outcast a gloomy. While serving coffee, she tell me a story in another land. She met man of power, suit made of flowers and strange accent. And one of them was young. He took her tongue and made a fly. And then she had a daughter. Fled a lover without a cry You must not go there Say the man on the streets She will 
cast about the men. But those who are snared are the one who mistreats and outcast a gloomy woman. If you're going to Port Leash, I know a witch or so they say. She look through your eye, your hell she'll defy, she know her way, she'll repair your heart, cause she know well of start and where it ends, with a coffee and a smile, you can stay for a while, cause she's a friend, and she's a friend, she's a friend. Must not go there, say the man on the streets. She will cast a bad man. But those who aren't snared are the one who mistreats and outcast a gloomy. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.